It's good to know and to love and to praise the Lord. Amen. If, you, if your Bible's with you, uh, if you turn to Genesis chapter 50, uh, 45, Genesis 45, we've been looking uh, at uh, characters of faith out of um, Hebrews 11. We looked last week at, at Jacob. Jacob, he was a man that had a had a burden, had a burden that carried it for many years. And then he was broken. And then he was blessed. And tonight we're going to look at the life of Joseph. And we're just going to read the first five verses of Genesis 45. Then Joseph could not restrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him, while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Now therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. And we trust the Lord and bless this portion of his precious truth. I like it in water sometimes. I've entitled this message the life of Joseph. And there's so much in Joseph's life. And we can see God's fine fingerprints over Joseph's life. We can see Christ so much in Joseph's life. And we're reading this verse here, chapter and chapter one and verse forty-five. Then Joseph could not restrain himself before all them that stood by him. Now his brothers, Joseph's brothers hadn't seen him for twenty-two years. And they hadn't recognized Joseph. They hadn't recognized Joseph that now he was leader. He was the top man of Egypt. And everybody had to come to him for, for, for grain, for food. And the brothers didn't recognize him. And you know, we read 
in John's Gospel, chapter 1 and verse 10, about the Lord Jesus. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. And we see here, first of all, the sudden revelation. I am Joseph. Could you just imagine whenever Joseph said those words to his brothers, I am Joseph. Before this, Joseph was speaking to his brothers through an interpreter. But now he just cried out in the Hebrew tongue, I am Joseph. Could you imagine the, the things that was going through these brothers' minds? whenever they heard those words. We read in Scripture that whenever he was at home with his father Jacob and with his brothers, read about Joseph that he had dreams. And every time he had a dream, the Bible tells us about the brothers. They hated him, yet the more. The brothers, whenever they were down at Dawson, and the St. Joseph coming in the, in the distance, and they said, here, the dreamer, the dreamer's coming, and they the, the tried to think of an idea of what they were going to do, and read in Scripture that they, they stripped him of that coat of many colors, and they put him into a pit, and there was no water in it. And we could say that they rejected him. They despised him. They sold him as a slave into Egypt. We see here the sudden revelation of, of Joseph. You know, whenever we were, we were sinners, there come a day you know, there was that revelation that we're lost, that we're, that we're condemned, and we're heading to lost eternity. Not only do we see here a sudden revelation, but it was a private revelation. We read that this revelation is between Joseph and his brothers. And we could ask the question, why? Did Joseph tell all that were around him to leave, all the Egyptians to leave the room? And there was just Joseph and his brothers. It was a private revelation. Joseph, he didn't want the Egyptians to know of his brother's past behavior. Joseph was looked upon in Egypt as a hero. He was as were the Egyptians hero. Everything that he said was true. Everything that he said come to pass. <coughs> and the Egyptians looked upon him as a hero. And a, a funny thing if anybody done anything 
on Joseph. There's no telling what they would have done to him. And if, if the uh, Egyptians had a knew what Joseph's brother had done to, to Joseph, sold him as a slave into Egypt, there's no telling what the, the Egyptians would have done. But you know, when it comes down to ourselves, it was a private revelation. You know, I can look back in the day and the moment, you know, whenever I was going to a gospel mission and I was coming home and I couldn't sleep at night because I was under conviction, I realised I was a lost sinner. It was a private revelation. Not only was it a private revelation, it was a passionate revelation. Read in verse 2 that Joseph, he wept aloud. Read in verse 15, Moreover, he kissed all his brethren and wept upon them. There are seven times in Scripture that we read about Joseph that he wept. To think this man, the most powerful man in Egypt, feeding multitudes, people coming to him from every quarter of the globe, and still he wept. Read about Christ, the shortest verse in the Bible. He wept. Speaks of love, compassion. Not only was it a compassionate revelation, it was a plain revelation. He's just standing in front of his brothers and says, I am Joseph. That's all it took. I am Joseph. The gospel it is that simple. And it is that plain. The Bible says, For God so loved the world. He so loved you and he so loved me that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever, it doesn't matter what language you speak, it doesn't matter where you are in the globe, it doesn't matter how deep your sin has been. It's the whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It was a plain revelation. It was a powerful revelation. Joseph sees God in it all. Read in verse 7. And God sent me before you to preserve you a prosperity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Read in verse 8. It was not you that sent me, Heller, 
but God. It was all of God. Joseph, he believed it. Joseph, he lived it. Joseph, he said it. It was not you, but God. Joseph saw God in everything. He was always conscious of God in his life. Refusing the invitation of Potiphar's wife to lie with her, he recognized it would be a sin against God. He refused to exalt himself before Pharaoh when interpreting Pharaoh's dreams. He said to Pharaoh, God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And now he refuses to take vengeance against his brothers for selling him as a slave, for he knew that God had it all in mind. All along, he was not sent by his brothers into Egypt. He was sent by God. He saw God's divine hand behind it all. We read in Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. He said to his brothers, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it for good. We see in verse 45 and verse 4, Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near unto me. We see here the invitation. In verse 5, Now therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. That is reconciliation. We see here in verse 9, Haste ye, this is what he sent his brothers, Haste ye and go up to my father. We can see here, there's a command. And say unto him, Thus says thy son Joseph, God hath made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me and tarry not. That is obligation. These brothers, they were given a job to do. In verse 19, This do ye, you could say Joseph's brothers, are given a ministry. Conversion is always followed by a calling. Salvation is always followed by service. A change of life leads to a commitment to Christ. These brothers has discovered a life of abundance. Their father and their family were still down in Canaan, suffering from the afflictions of the famine. But they had to go back to their family and tell them what they had found. 
Is that not our ministry? Is that not our obligation? Are we not to go to our family, our friends, and to the fallen, and tell them of the abundance that we have found? Notice this in, in verse 13. They had to ex exhort Joseph, these brothers, that to tell their father everything about Joseph. Therefore, <clears throat> their message was to glorify Joseph. Ye shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt. Think, as the brothers would have went back to old Jacob, they've been, the brothers would have been telling Jacob, Joseph was yet alive. That would have been the greatest news that Jacob would have ever heard in his whole life that he was, his son was still yet alive. The greatest news you and me can ever hear that Jesus Christ, he reigns. Amen. He has triumphed over death and hell and the grave. The cross is empty. The tomb is empty. And he is alive. And these brothers, they had to go back and tell Jacob that Joseph, he was, a, he was alive. That Joseph, he is ruling. Joseph, he is governor over all the land of Egypt. Is that not the type of preaching and witnessing we need today? Our, ma our message is about a person. The one who lived a sinless life. The one who died an atoning death. The one who defeated death on the third day rose again. And a sin at the right hand of God make an intercession for us and soon come and save you. Our message is about a person, Jesus Christ. We see here also that Jesus, that Joseph, he gave them wagons for the way. You know, if the Lord calls us, he enlists us to serve, to enable us. And the Lord will provide the proper wagons. Whatever them wagons may be, the Lord gives us all gifts. Whether working with small children, teaching Sunday school, witnessing, giving out tracts, singing, 
music, whatever it is, you know the Lord, I'll, I'll bring the right wagon. Notice here also, and verse, both in verse 9 and verse 13, the word haste. The task, it was important. The time was a factor. And the job had to be done with earnestness. The brothers, they had to be faithful. We see in verse 24 <clears throat> that Joseph gave them a word of warning. And he says here, See that you fall out not by the, <clears throat> by the way. It would have been so easy to revive the events that happened to Dothan. It had been so easy to say who was to blame for selling Joseph into Egypt. But Joseph is saying to his brothers, he says, not to cause unnecessary division. Not to hold postmortems. Joseph is saying, your sins has been forgiven. I forgive your sins. You're reconciled unto me. And whenever you go and to, to my father Jacob, just glorify me. Exalt me. Tell him what the Lord has done for me. We could see here, as the brothers made their way home, and they told Jacob about all the glory of Joseph. And the brothers would have confessed, were confessed, he was the one we hated. He was the one we rejected. He was the one we despised. We sold him as a slave into Egypt. But we're here to tell you, we have seen him. Our eyes have seen Joseph's glory. The one who was dead but now is alive again. He is seated on high. He is wearing the robes of authority. He's wearing the ring on his finger. There's a gold chain around his neck. He is, as it were, a royal prince. He is in such a high office we could ever imagine. We've seen the glory of Joseph and it has taken our breath away. Jesus Christ is from everlasting to everlasting. The second person of the Trinity. He was perfect God and perfect man. He lived a sinless life. He was holy harmless, undefiled, 
separate from sinners. He was God manifest in flesh. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. They went on to old Jacob and said, We've seen the glory of his position. When we went into the palace, we saw the abundance at his table. The Egyptians gave Joseph a new name. It's called Zephni Paniah. It means Savior of the world. The name that's above every other name. The name that every knee must bow and every tongue confess that Joseph is Lord to the glory of Pharaoh. We bow the knee and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Joseph, he rules a vast empire. Life and death is in Joseph's hands. They were coming from him from every quarter. Read about Joseph. He sent the wagons. And read in verse 10. And thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen. And thou shalt be near unto me. Thou and thy children. And thy children's children. Think of Joseph. He was one to share his glory. With Jacob and all his children. And you know, there's a day coming. You know, whenever we'll pass on from this scene of time. The Bible tells us, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I will go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. You know, there's a coming a day the Lord is going to share, as it were, a part of his glory with us, because we're going to be with him. It says in Psalm 23 and verse 6, the psalmist could say, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But we just can't stop there. <clears throat> We're here tonight and we are still running the race. 
And you know, whenever we reach the end of the journey, we don't want to give the Lord idle hands. We don't want to give him, as it were, empty hands. We've got to run the race. We've got to work while it is day. Night cometh, while no man can work. Jeremiah Labaner was out in America and he started prayer meetings. And he started prayer meetings and then they become there were every day at noon. And then prayer meetings multiplied. They multiplied over all of Mary. And then revival came. There were four men mad at Kells. And they prayed. And revival came. You know, we're here in this prayer meeting tonight. And I believe we're as a fellowship. And God has brought us from here, there and yonder. Even across this whole land. And God has brought us together. And with a great pastor. And it's a, he has a desire to see revival. And he's a real heart for God. And we're here. And I believe God has a mighty plan for this place. And you know we need to break through in the place of prayer. And we need to, to cry out for the souls that are lost. There's multitudes. And Lydia here could share about different ones. She's met down in Belfast of great need and you know we're here and you know we're here and we're longing to see God move we're longing to see God work in a supernatural and a mighty way in Jesus name Amen